Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. Welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name's Lloyd Ross, and this episode is titled, Is School Worth It? <laughs> is private school worth it? My goodness, what a question. This comes from one of my um, not-so-long-time listeners, new listener, actually, but uh, new uh, friend on Instagram, and I was having this chat with her this week about private schooling. And uh, I thought it was a great episode to do, so I'm excited about this one. Uh, we'll talk numbers mainly because at the end of the day, wherever you decide to send your child or, or wherever it might be is up to you. Okay, so uh, hopefully this doesn't trigger anyone, but um, I think it's a it's a really interesting podcast to do. So uh, how this how this came about is so I'm chatting with this new friend of mine on Instagram. She's asking me, you know, I'm going to send my kids to private school. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, that's interesting. I went to a private school. Now, and all of the things that you're supposed to get from a private school, almost all the things, I would say that they don't really come to fruition like you think or like they're supposed to. Like, give you an example. Um, academically, I don't particularly think our school was very good, <laughs> uh, very good at sporting, uh, but unless you're going to go and play professional sports, probably not ideal. Um, wonderful school, don't get me wrong. Great school, excellent, um, but... Many, many other schools were better at academics and, you know, and so forth. But what was interesting is that the whole idea of the, is it to to surround yourself with with good people. And I think every school comes with good and bad people. It's just you can't escape it. You know, there's been some <laughs> – there's always going to be those characters at the school you don't really want your kids to hang around. Don't matter what school it is, right? They were at my school. They were at someone else's school. They're always going to be there. So I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, it's the network, they say. They say, oh, it's the network. You're going to develop this network of people and yada, yada. Well, when I came out of university looking for a job, I, I asked a lot of guys from school. Um, I asked my network from school if I could get, and I just couldn't get a, a leg up. Um, I would say that, yeah, it, it's not as, it, it wouldn't be, it's not as effective. I haven't used the network, basically, as I would say. Um, tried to, not so easy. Um, and it's not as as effective or as, you know, it's not as valuable, I would say, as what people think. Sometimes it might be for the parents um, to send their kids there as a, as a status thing, which is, you know, up to them. Um, but I will say that from an ROI standpoint, I'm not too sure whether it's effective or not. In fact, I know it's not, but um, yeah, it's going to be a personal decision between what you do with your children at school. So what I thought I would do here is, you know, a lot of my friends who went to state schools, they're extremely successful, more successful than me. Some of my friends who went to a private school with me aren't so successful at all. Some are, you know, really in a lot of trouble. Um, so I don't think it really matters. I would say, based on my own experience, the thing that helped me was having two loving parents. That was more important than any school. And I look at, you know, my any of my family who goes to, you know, a non-private school, two loving parents wins every time. I just don't think that you can replace that. That's the most important, I would say. Well, one loving, it doesn't matter how many loving parents you got as long as you got that. But but I just, I don't know, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to private schooling, right? 
Now, you may have so much money, it doesn't matter. Sure. That's a, totally fine. Obviously, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you had tons and tons of money. So it, it's each to their own, right? Based on your own financial situation. Okay. So if you have, you know, if money's not an object and you want to send them to the private, yeah, you probably would. Okay. Whatever it might be, because that's what you did. But I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the audience who, who are sending their kids to a private school and don't have a dollar to scratch themselves with. Like they are, they literally don't have any money. So they're hustling away, grinding it out to send their kids to a private school. And sometimes even the school they went to. And what, to just hustle to, this, to send their kid to school? And then they hustle to send their kid to school? When does the hustle stop? When does the wealth get created? So I'm talking to the parents who maybe aren't really wealthy who are trying to send their kids to private school, thinking that it's going to solve everything. When you're at a private school, you actually get conditioned to go into the workforce. You don't get conditioned to start a business or think entrepreneurially at all. So um, I think that there's pros and cons of that too. Don't want to get into that particular topic, but um, I, I did an exercise that I'm looking at it straight from an ROI perspective. So I'm thinking, is the return on invest investment there? Okay, is the return on investment there? Because there's always a cost to one decision and there's an alternate cost to the opposite decision. So when you make one decision, it costs something. So let's say in this example, school fees, it does cost something, but then there's also a cost on the other side that no one thinks about. <laughs> so it's called the opportunity cost. What could you have done with the money elsewhere if you hadn't sent them to a private school? Okay, so uh, I did an exercise today and I'm gonna share it with you, which will just blow you away. So I'm, I'm, I'm on Yahoo Finance like a couple of nights ago and I come across this article and they said private school versus state school, you know, not private school, it doesn't have to be a state school, whatever. Um, and they did a little study. Now I read some numbers, kind of blew me away. So I thought I'd do it myself on the compound interest calculator and calculate how much you can create from investing the private school fees instead of spending the private school fees, okay? So here we go, ready? If, if we take some, some assumptions here, so like let's say private school, at the best private schools, frankly, now some areas of Australia is a lot more than this, and in America it's a lot more than this. I'm just going to take, I'm going to pluck this based on some local private schools, what their costs are per year, and I'm going to use that, right? So we're going to use the number of $20,000 a year, okay? So $20,000 a year to send your child to a private school each year for 12 years, right? So if you had taken that 20000 invested it into an index fund, pulling in about 9% a year, then at the end of 12 years, you would have $400,000, okay, invested. Because you wouldn't have spent the money on private school, you would have spent it on the index fund. So your child either comes out of school with 400 grand cash to then buy a house, which would be amazing for them, right? A leg up, or a business, which would be even more amazing, okay? Or you don't do anything with it and you leave it invested. So they graduate when they're 17, okay? And you leave it invested for 50 years until they turn 67, right? Until they turn 67. So they just leave it there in a trust or something like that, right? They don't contribute anything else to it when they graduate, nothing. They leave the 400,000 there, they don't touch it, they leave it in the same index fund, and we're assuming the same 9% return each year, every year, based on the historical performance. Now going forward 50 years, what do you think the number is? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think it is? They turn 67. Do you know how much it is? They haven't contributed a thing. All you've done is taken your private school fees, put it into an index fund, 
And at the end, the day they graduate, it's worth 400000 and all you did is not touch it. So they can still... They can still get on with their life. They can go with career. They can whatever. And this thing is just ticking in the background, ticking in the background, ticking in the background, right? They get to the age of 67, so it's 50 years after graduation. And we all know how life, how fast life goes, okay? So they're going to turn 67 anyway, whether you like it or not. Guess how much they have invested in that index fund when they retire at 67? Have a guess. <laughs> $30 million. <laughs> $30 million, $30 million. Do you know how many, there would be very few children who have gone to any school would have $30 million the day they retire? Very few, right? Some will, of course. Um, some get inheritance, some make it there on their own, business and career and investing and so on, right? So I'm not saying it's not possible, but what if, what if, what if that was the leg? Like, imagine that. Just ticking away, and all that time it's ticking away. It's just it's there, so it doesn't disappear either because they can then pass it on to the next generation. Because at 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 thirty million dollars, it equates to now in today's dollars, it's probably going to be more like fifteen or something, right? Because of inflation, so um, it's still a lot of money, irrespective even in today's dollars. But that would produce a passive income of around one point two million dollars a year income as an asset from the dividends. So not only do you have a great retirement living off the dividends for the last 20 years of your life, you travel in the world and so on, but then you leave it for the next generation. <laughs> and they begin, <laughs> let's say after graduation, they begin with $30 million, And that would compound to hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billion. Uh, and, and it's done in two generations. Think about that for a second. What an awesome long-term wealth plan theoretically and logically right rationally that makes sense but we're not rational people we're irrational human beings and we don't think like that so here's the thing here's where here's where the wheels can come off it right why this probably doesn't happen number one people don't know how to actually invest into index funds and they never do it and they have no trust in it and so forth but mainly what happens is throughout their life they go through things like you know parents go through divorces and uh there's sicknesses and there's um there's feuds between families upon death, and there's, um, you know, there's the person running the, uh, the the investment account. They might want to go and buy a house instead. And so there's all these emotional, psychological obstacles that get in the way of this strategy. But I just want to say, what a what an amazing way to invest for the future. I mean, incredible. Like, think about that. So whenever you're sending your kids to private school, think about, far. I'm giving up the thirty mil when they turn sixty-seven. Like. Interesting, isn't it? And it's not to do it or not do it. It's just a fascinating experience of where does the money actually go? Where's the ROI, right? I mean, that particular fund, even if they lived off the income, could do things for them that would just be incredible. It would help them start a business, would help them pay off a mortgage, would help them, uh, you know, would pay for all your your costs as you got older. You know, it would just take the, it would just take the burden and the, and the pain, the financial pain away from your family probably forever. Like, you know, like just make things easier. I just think it's interesting. So there you go. There's a cost to, to send your kids to private school, 20,000 a year. Okay, they get an education, they go to university, get a job paying 100 grand a year, it's all, all good. Or they don't and they still graduate and they still get a job in corporate and they still make 100 grand a year. <laughs> Doesn't change, right? Um, and you get this amazing asset in the background that's just compounding for them. And that could be in a property too. It doesn't have to be in an index fund. At the end of, the, end of their 
you know, their schooling life, they buy property and they pay off the debt and that just compounds. What would that be worth, right? Same thing. So I just think it's a worthwhile topic to discuss because I just know so many people out there working their ass off to send their kids to a private school and all the child might do if they see that is replicate the same behavior. And the wealth, the legacy never changes. The wealth of the family doesn't actually take a different path because all they're learning is the same thing you did, right? So I don't know, jewelry's out, education's changing, right? A lot of people learning online, you know, universities aren't what they used to be, employees are looking for skills, not qualifications, it's all changing. So I'm just fascinated to see what's gonna happen with private schooling, whether the juice is worth the squeeze. Uh, I'll leave it to you. What do you think? Do you think the juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to private school? Hit me up on Instagram, let me know. If you went to a private school and you're triggered, I'm sorry, I did. If you didn't go to one and you're all envious and triggered, well, don't be. I don't think, you know, I think it's equal, equally difficult no matter what happens to become successful at different things. You have to be, the success principles, many background, it just, it still applies. You have to be disciplined, patient, wise, all those things, right? So look, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, uh, feel free to um, share it to your Instagram stories. Thanks to everyone who's sharing our podcast to their Instagram. We hit 71,000 downloads this week. The podcast is one year old. It's only like, we're only 60, yeah, well, we must be 52 episodes in, just must be a year. And we have hit 71,000 downloads. That's incredible. Thank you. How good is that? We're impacting and changing the world here when it comes to money. We're being really real when it comes to money. We're talking absolute numbers here and making a lot of sense, hopefully. So thank you so much, everyone, for sharing the love sharing it to your stories, telling your friends about the podcast and all the team behind it that does such a great job. Thanks so much. So if you're getting value from this, it would help us heaps if you take two seconds of your time to leave us a written review on Apple if you can. And of course on Spotify, I don't know if you can on Spotify, but hey, you want to share the love, go for it. Thanks so much. I'll give you a shout out back on my stories. And if you haven't joined our Facebook group, it's free. Jump in. It's called Money Grows on Trees. Okay. That's the name of the Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees. And I've renamed it Money Grows on Trees and Buys Happiness because of our new book, Money Buys Happiness. And um, so join the Facebook group. Go and jump in there. And of course, um, in there, you'll find all these amazing resources and links. You'll see links to the books, uh, Money Grows on Trees and Money Buys Happiness. You'll see links to other things, uh, our, our masterclasses, our workshops. Everything is in there. So please join the Facebook group. And uh, hey, thanks once again for listening in. Money does grow on trees. All right, see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 